Hey everybody, welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G. We are back for another great episode. I'm super excited to be sitting down with Lawrence and just going over all things mental health. We're gonna maybe talk some fishing, some military action. Who knows what we're gonna get into? but we're going to get into some amazing conversations. But before we do that, I want to give a big, wonderful shout-out and thank you to the amazing folks that bring you this show each and every week. It's really, literally how we keep this show going is by these amazing sponsors. Building 5, Falaya Real Estate, Lake Men's Health Center, Horizon Financial Group, Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge, and you know our wonderful outfit of the days are always brought to you by McClavey Limited. If you're ever over at any of those facilities, make sure that you mention you heard about them on the Patty G Show. They're going to take extra good care of you. And also, if you're not doing so already, make sure you're following us on social media or whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. It goes such a long way to help us out that way. And if you really love the show and you feel compelled to write a review, I'll be ever more thankful for you. And I'll actually send you a koozie if you do so. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Without further ado, Lawrence, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to just learn more about everything that you do and kind of get into everything. So for for those that aren't familiar with you, who are you and what the heck do you do? Okay. So I'm Lawrence Salone, the founder of Post Trauma Institute. So we are a mental health care system that's licensed here in Louisiana, and we're expanding to Texas, Arizona, and Mississippi. So a lot going on, hence the gray hair. But, <laughs> but at the core, what we're doing, man, um, <clears throat> psychiatric services. So your psychiatrist, your therapist, uh, your testing, and, and substance abuse. That's the the latest thing we've been doing for the last two years. We've been we've gotten into intensive outpatient uh, substance abuse because that's been really uh, plaguing this country right now. And so that's something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, but that's that's what we've been doing. So. All things mental health. All things mental health, man. Uh, I love that, and it is always needed in whatever industry, whatever company you're For with. Sure. It's always needed, and it's one of those. I think people are starting to talk about it more, but it still is one of those not always at the top of people's mind conversation, the especially stigma. when you talk about health. Stigma is 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 real. You know, a lot of times we'll, we'll talk to, to, to different organizations and, and different groups of people. And, you know, I'll ask the question, well, how many folks have an executive coach? And everybody shoots their hand up because that's sexy. You know, right. I'm so important. My boss wants me to make sure that my thought process is together and, and, and people hang their head on that. Well, when you have an improper thought process, uh, an executive coach is, is in many ways, um, it, it, mimicking in the ballpark of, of what therapists and psychologists do, you know, to help you improve your thought process. And so, you know, what, what, what's happened because of the pandemic, people are becoming more comfortable talking about mental health, uh, taking care of those things. You see a lot of celebrities coming forth, talking about it and discussing it. And so it's not seen as a weakness as much as it is uh, being able to stay in the fight which whatever that fight may be for you. So it's uh the tide is definitely turning. Yeah. And it's becoming more top of mind. And I think you hit the nail on the head right there with COVID being such a, for sure. It almost kind of gave it like a little hockey stick effect. You know, it just basically piqued everybody's interest. Everybody really had time to sit at home and analyze what am I doing with my life? What am I doing I've got so much unnecessary stress. I've got so much unnecessary burden. 
let, let me reevaluate where I am. Well, what you saw, to your point, people stayed at home. They didn't have the routine. You know, you can get in the rat race, the proverbial rat race, and, and, and get so inundated with what you do. Uh, the pandemic forced a lot of people to sit at home and to realize, whoa, wait a minute. Um, they 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 felt better. And so what we're seeing now, um, I looked at some, we published some studies at PTI. Um, that's something that I'm very passionate about. But what you see now in, in literature is, is is folks are stressed. And, and mental health right now is costing our economy uh, 6.3 trillion dollars every year. And that's 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 close to 30 percent of our GDP as a country, mental health. And so now you have, you know, uh, administrations are looking at it. You have business people looking at it because, quite honestly, you're paying salaries to people, benefits to people. And they're they're playing Candy Crush they're on Instagram. They're you know, they're doing everything but what you're paying them to do. And that's affecting business. You know, dude, six point three trillion dollars is a lot of money. That's a whole lot of money. It's a whole lot of money. Uh, what a billion is a thousand millions. I mean, yeah, we we could have quite a different setup in the studio if we had that much money. <laughs> we could take some really good fishing trips. <laughs> yes, we could. We, we'd be doing a lot more fishing. Fillet that for me. <laughs> so, when we talk about this this lost revenue, we're talking about really a distraction factor because their thoughts are elsewhere or they don't have the mental capacity or bandwidth to remain so focused on their work. Quite honestly, man, folks are just stressed. Yeah. And, you know, so, so you know, coming up in the military, in the corporate world, you know, in entrepreneurship, you know, you 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 bleed the company colors. You, you're there first, you're there, you know, you leave last. And, and that's a phenomenon called presenteeism, you know, and, and we can we can say it in a, in a cool way and just say, hey, you know, uh, Patty G bleeds the company's colors, but what he's what we're talking about is presenteeism. Come to come to work sick, come to work, you know, at all costs. And and everything pre-pandemic in this in this country, in this capitalistic society, which I love, we focused on what we, you know, what we do more so than who we are. And the pandemic kind of forced people to say, wait a minute, you know, I kind of like these people at my house. <laughs> you know, I had to take time, you know, see what's going on with them and whatnot. Yeah. But you know, it, it's it was a, you know, it wasn't all bad. Uh, I understand people lost their lives and so forth, so I don't want to say it in that respect. But uh, it did force people to reevaluate what's possible. Mm-hmm. So entrepreneurs thrived during the pandemic. Why? Because we still had bills to pay. We still had to, you know, we had people depending on us, and so we had to get innovative. And and so you see, you know, the acceptance, the overwhelming acceptance of of virtual healthcare. You saw, you know, modified workplace environments and so forth. And I know some of that's starting to change, but you know, any organization, man, their 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 number one priority are their people. And if you really care about your number one asset, now you have to take take a deeper dive into mental health. It's not weakness. It's it's actually the opposite. You know, that's that's showing the investment uh, in your people. A lot a lot of the organizations we work with across the state, you know, they get it. They're back to double digit net incomes. You know, the engagement is back through the roof and, and you're not seeing this, you know, job hopping thing. Because if, if I'm already stressed, you know, and I'm, my career, the demands are placing, you know, it's kicking me in the teeth. And but you don't care about me if I'm just a number. I'm, I'm out of here. 
Well, now you see leadership kind of embracing it. And, and so that's that's good to see, though. That's that's good to see, because that means people are going to uh, <clears throat> do the things that need to to be done to make sure that folks have what they need. So, yeah. And ultimately, when you have a happier workforce, you're going to have more positive results. You're going to have you more go. engaged people. And at the end of the day, whatever you're spending to ensure that they've got some significantly strong mental health, they're going to produce far more than what your investment is in Unbelievable. your people. Yep. Because we're at a point in time, you know, I've had conversations with folks about this where you look at our unemployment rate mm-hmm. in the city and in the state and how it's dropping. Well, what does that mean, right? That means that people are becoming more valuable. Correct. Because they're the less people looking for jobs. So if Bingo. you have less of a talent pool, meaning if you have, if Sally walks out the door, there's no guarantee you're going to be able to replace her. Well, so, so you've got to keep her and do whatever you can to do so. Th- think about what's happening across the country. Uh, we're aging population and a lot of the intellectual property, the the, the know-how, the, the, you know, all of that uh, hadn't necessarily translated down to the next generation. And so, you know, if, if somebody has too much to drink or they, you know, they're overly stressed and, and they're just, they're burning it at both ends and they get, you know, they get fed up and leave. Well, all their experience walks out the door. All their connections walk out the door. You know, the, the, that's something that's invaluable, man. So, you know, again, industry is responding as they should. And as, as you know, uh, entrepreneurs are, I think, again, leading the charge and you're starting to see innovation, you know, embracing the technology, you know, you see this happening with some of the laws being passed now because people understand that we have to take a different approach to, to what's, uh, you know, what I call foundational ingredients to the success of this country. You know, we're entrepreneurial, we're innovative. Well, those environments are, are best suited when, when, you know, people want to come to work. They want to come and hang out with you. All things being equal, people want to do business with their friends. All things being not equal, people want to do business with their friends. And if I don't want to come to work, taking my talents to South Beach like LeBron. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. It's, it's, it's true. You've got to have an environment that is inviting yep, and that is conducive for people to be at their best. Correct. And Correct. on the <clears throat> flip side, an understanding that they may need some time to get there. Mm-hmm. They may need some time away from work to get back at their best because something's going on. It can be totally non work related but you can tell when your employees off you know if you well if you pay attention and you already know your employees you can tell when they're off obviously if you're in a corporation there's 2000 employees you can't tell maybe what the bottom person's doing but you can tell what the team that you're involved with on a day-to-day basis you can tell if they're off well two two benchmarks man culture and productivity you know and it, and it may not be you know uh the employee you know, if your kid is, you know, getting harassed at school or they're not performing as well and, and you know, you man, that you're you're gonna wanna, you know, you're gonna wanna drop everything and make sure that your kid is okay, right? So so one of the things that I like 
um, you know, when you start looking at data and, and, and really operationalizing data, you know, companies across this country are spending about $20,000 per employee each year. You know, it, it comes out about, what, $4 per employee, some, some, something to that effect. But what, what, what that means is, um, well, the problem with that is we're spending money to get insurance, uh, to have insurance, but they're not able to use it. And so you see companies partnering with, you know, people like us, you know, where they're, they're providing access to mental health care services. And, and a lot of this is being available during the day. You have folks, you know, taking a 15 minute, 30 minute lunch break or just they're doing, they're taking care of the neck up while they're at work. Man, look at the, it's just, again, it's been a paradigm shift pre uh, since, you know, comparing it to pre pandemic to now. Um, and you see these companies that are leaning into this stuff, you know, yeah, man, look, go to your, go to your car, take a break. You know, man, the productivity is going through the roof. We, when we partner with companies, we, we benchmark. It's one of the things we look at. Where are you at now? Where are you at, you know, 18 months after this intervention, where are you at, you know, so forth. And you see the turnover thing staying in place. And that's, that's what you want to see, man, across the board. So I, I, I look forward to a day where industry is, uh, really driving that chain train uh, with healthcare in general, not just with mental health, but just in general. You know, I remember um, when I was um, smaller than I am now. You know, <laughs> I, I became. You know, I was made aware that you know you want to make sure that your belly doesn't. You know, if you're a guy, you don't want your belly over forty. You know, your waistline. You don't want it over forty. You want to. You want to be monitoring your, your lipids and so forth and. You know, when you're 20, that's the furthest thing from your mind. You know, the more gray hair you get, those things become important. But yeah, those were those 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 thought processes, those introductions came not from my doctor, but from you know workplace uh, engagement projects where we're trying to you know get steps and we're trying to be healthier and so forth. And and you know, it it becomes something that we can circle the wagons on as an organization. So I mean, I, I love it, man. I mean, long and the short of it, I love it because. When people are able to live life on their own terms as a society, you know, things get better. And as an employer, you have to recognize keeping people as long as you can. Especially in the today. long run <laughs> is so much less expensive right. than whatever benefits you're going to pay for. Correct. You know, the, the cost of finding somebody, mm-hmm. whether you're using a talent agency or not, you then have to train those folks you then have to get them integrated in your system. So that means you have to pay either IT or somebody in your office time away from billable hours or pr- productive hours. And they're going to spend time setting them up. Then they're going to spend time teaching them, coaching them. And you have this lag time. Mm-hmm. In reality, some people may say they can hit the ground running and I'm ready to jump on board. It's not reality. It's not reality. I mean, You're going to have at least, at minimum, a day or two. Longer than that, brother. Think about it. You know, you, I know longer than that, but at, at minimum, right? It's and not they're going to come in on on the first day in the first hour and be productive. That's just if they know the job. Yeah. Now, so they know the job. What about the culture? Right. So, I spent ten years at ABC Corporation, and we did things this way. Well, you know, XYZ Corporation, you know, is is completely different. And so, you 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 create a stressful environment. You know, do we like each other? You know, do we go together? Going back to, to middle school, so forth. But you know, that that's something that people are recognizing, and and um, 
I'm excited about it, man. Um, I'm excited about the conversations that are happening. I'm excited to see, you know, once you once you can identify a problem, then you can tackle the heavy stuff like suicides and and, and you know, overdoses in schools and so forth. But, you know, I think it starts with a healthy conversation like these and, and the ones that we try to have as often as we can, because it affects everybody, no matter how much money you make. Um, <clears throat> who your mom is, your dad is, you know, we all have bad days. And it's okay. And it's okay. It's okay. That's and if you have a bad week, that's also okay. <laughs> you know, like it's it's you you feel and especially I think it's kind of been heightened with our ever increasing focus on social media and focus on our devices. It's been heightened that you have to either be on all the time. You have to be perfect all the time. Man. Or if you make one wrong move, your life is over. Your life is over. Like it's 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 just been just stretched to total new levels when you factor in the social media component of everything. Dude, social media is amazing for business. It's great. Personally. Oh, dude, let me tell you a story. So, you know, I have I have daughters and um, you know, they take pictures. For no reason, and so we're 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 going somewhere. We're taking pictures, and they didn't quite get it right. So you know, I'm a little thicker than I used to be. So I'm over holding my stomach in, trying to trying to take a picture, and I'm sitting up here about to pass out, <laughs> <laughs> trying trying to get everything right for for the gram. I was like, no, this is this is not good. But you know, it, but social media, man, that that is a stressor if you don't. Um, really know how to handle that and, and and this isn't just with the kids man you you see that impact in marriages you see that impact in work performance um you know it, it's it's something that should be used in moderation for sure absolutely and it also has gotten to the point where when folks recognize they have this ability to generate revenue from social media <laughs> They start yeah. to cannibalize their content so much so that I have been so you know during the day I'm a CPA mm -hmm. and I have been in a meetings. super exciting job. It's it's why it's why we have so many conversations about it. You know, <laughs> um, I mean I love it. I love no, what I do. I really I need it. It's, it's 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 great. And I'm in a different field than your typical CPA or whatnot. But anyways, I've literally had meetings with clients that have brought me YouTube videos of what they've been watching. And they're like, so this is what I want to do. And I'm like, it doesn't even apply no. to you. I'm like, no, so that's, that's, that's not what you want to do because there's a lot of things that that person just said in the last 30 seconds that we have to break down and dissect Yep. because you're coming in and you're like, I want to have this organizational structure. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, we're not in the eighties anymore. You don't want that. And they're like, well, I want to do this so I can then go get a loan. I'm like, what do you need a loan for? Well, I, I just, I, I need, I need, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, let's back up. What are you, what are you trying to do? Like, what's, what's, what's your that end goal? What's, 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 what's your end goal here? There. It's, well, I want to be able to go here so I can get this. And then next week I can be a millionaire. I'm like, First okay, of all, it well, anyway. the door's there. Because <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not how it happens. They've built up these unrealistic expectations because when you look at social media, right. It's rarely instant, it's instant and it's perfect and rarely will you find somebody being raw and authentic so so think about it 
that same dynamic is happening when with healthcare. Okay, WebMD, and and no disrespect to any <laughs> any any platform out there. I mean, look, they all have their perks, but you know, WebMD, Google, YouTube, you know, people that aren't licensed are out here, you know, talking w- with with authority I've and di- have a following. I've diagnosed. I have four very rare diseases. Correct, and and and, it, and, it, and they all have the same symptoms. Oh man, my nose is running. You have thyroid cancer. What? <laughs> but but What's, so it's because extreme cell, and, and extreme that's the thing. cell. And well, people are looking. You know, there's a distrust of of, of structure, and, and and that's that's a whole different conversation for a whole nother day. But I, I can say that a lot of times when we see things done right in our space. Uh, and not just talking about us, but there's an education component. And then you, so, so this is where social media can become impactful. So when we do, you know, educate people on, you know, what we can't diagnose, obviously, but you do want to educate folks on what's out there and what, what are you truly dealing with? Um, I know, you know, with substance abuse, what does it look like? Well, everybody thinks substance abuse is, you know, the, 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 the crackhead on the corner asking for money. Not, not so much. It's, it's people in you know that have the means to do it you know people that have on sports clothes like us and so forth but you know education is key because once we can define a thing just go back to business one-on-one let's define the problem let's develop a plan and let's go and attack it you know and that's that's you know when you see social media used correctly uh with the proper people uh that can talk with authority and do take the time to teach you and explain to you then you you don't have those conversations where I want to be a millionaire overnight. Um, if you're a millionaire overnight, you rob somebody or you rob somebody because it doesn't happen. Or you're doing something extremely illegal. Right, right, right. <laughs> you go from zero to there. It's just how it happens. So, <laughs> you know, there's, uh, there's, there's. Yeah, I, I'm going to let that go because yeah. that's, yeah. That, yeah. So, <laughs> so how did, how did you get here? How, how did you get to PTI and doing what you're doing? Great question. Um, so I was an army officer. Um, it's, I'm going to give you the brief, the cliff notes version army officer, my grandfather, who was a world war two, um, staff sergeant, uh, one of the, the men that I respected and looked up to if a young man can have an idol, uh, that he was it. And so, um, <clears throat> He passed a month before his 100th birthday when I was in Iraq. <clears throat> and so, you know, I, it bothered me, you know, uh, the, 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 where he was going for care, you know, just had very apathetic approach to, to what they were doing and it just didn't set well with me. And so fast forward, um, I'm, I'm post-military. I'm still active in the veteran community and, and the murder-suicide rate here in Baton Rouge was higher than the murder rate in Chicago. No one was talking about it. The only solution at the time was to go to the VA, and that wasn't a viable option. Um, I mean, these guys are providing way better services today than they were back then, you know, 15 years ago. But at the end of the day, um, it bothered me. You know, folks were, you know, they're not here because of they served their country. They did the right thing. They they did what other folks didn't want to do. And then they they almost were being penalized and it and it and it pissed me off, man. And so I left the corporate space, um, um, 
we started PTI with the intent to just deal with veterans, but <clears throat> we saw a, a, a much greater need. And so we we went through several iterations of growth, but the idea was to to go and advocate for people, man, to, to um, you know, you hear servant leadership and so forth, and that's a buzzword, but I wanted to have an organization that, that actually, you know, when the rubber met the road, this is what we were doing. And so that's what we've been doing for, uh, man, over a decade now. And so, um, it's been, it's been, you know, as you know, as an entrepreneur, man, nothing's just rosy. Um, but we've been able to learn and, and I can say, I can say this, man, every time that I've wanted to hang up my shingles and, and do something different or, or just completely beat, you know, failed, you know, you, you have an opportunity to meet somebody that, that, that lets you know just how much you impacted their lives. And, and dude, that's, that's what it's about. You know, isn't that crazy too? It is man, because it's like the timing is just ever so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't fabricate it. You know, it just happens. I I look at those as blessings, man. That, That that's happened to me three times over the last 12 years. And, and I remember each of those moments, like it was yesterday, uh, I can tell you, I can almost tell you what I had on and, and, you know, but what that gives me motivation for is that this is, this is needed. You know, um, when you start thinking about substance abuse and we're talking about the impact on the companies and $6.3 trillion and so forth, man, look, that that's, that's real. Um, but, but, you know, drugs and the casinos are always going to win. You can't beat them. And, and, you know, when you have that, you know, there are certain folks, man, that they drink alcohol and want, there's nothing that's going to happen. They, they may get buzzed, you know, don't drink and drive such a But there are some folks that, that that's a death sentence for them. They produce chemicals in their brain, TIQ, that's more addictive than morphine. And so if that's in your organization and we have a, you know, we, we, we bought crawfish down here, we have fun and so forth. Well, are we hurting our employees? And, and I, I recently buried uh, a, a very close family uh, member, 56 years old, life of the party, uh, but he got he he lost that battle. And so when you see that this becomes real, these are real people, real struggles. And it, you know, this is worth fighting for. It's worth getting up super early in the morning. It's worth, you know, being uncomfortable uh, and, and doing the things because, man, when when you when you see the light bulb go off and you set somebody free from that bondage, uh, that struggle, I do. There's nothing like it in the world, you know, uh, and, and that's it's worth fighting. You know, and I, and I can say this, man, here in Louisiana, you got folks like Garrett Graves, um, um, the mayor here in Baton Rouge. You know, they're taking uh, going across party lines, all that other fantastical stuff. But they're taking a collaborative approach to make sure that, that folks here in our in our state um, have opportunities to succeed, man. And it's, it's good to to partner with folks like that. So. And it's good that they're starting to recognize it on a broader scale. Correct. Right? They're starting to have those conversations in the public light and in a way that gets people thinking mm-hmm. you're not alone. That's you're, the key. You're not the only one dealing with this and that it's okay to talk to somebody. You know, you're you're looking at an aging generation like we talked beforehand that was raised on the foundation of 
just suck it up, Buttercup. Suck it up. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Go swim with the shark. Get your arm bit off. Rub some dirt on it. You know. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. Rub some dirt on yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, that's. But but it's it's it, it's true, and you look at it, and it's so interesting to see how you know one of the better or worse situations with social media is you look back on certain things, and you look at now that you have generations of parents that are publicly putting out what their kids are doing and whatnot, you're able to see in real life the impact of how the environment Mm -hmm. can play on an individual and what can happen, you know, whenever they go from an infant to 10 or 12 years old and what their attitude turns out to be. And it's like, wow. You see, so so tying into the, one of the benefits of social media, you you can see the the development and incubation of communities, mm-hmm. and and if you know um, when that's done right, man, man, people people have an opportunity to to we we what we say at our organization is we're working to give you the opportunity to live life on your own terms or, or live the life that you deserve, and that brother, that's that's what it's about. And that looks different for everybody. It does. There's no cookie cutter, you know. Um, so, so here's 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 what I like as an entrepreneur. We are forced to take a, a, a pull strategy versus a, a push strategy. Here, just take this. This you get what you get, and, and don't forget. Versus, hey, what is it that you want? And that's been one of my keys uh, to success internally with the organization. You know, we don't have a monopoly on good ideas. I don't have a monopoly on good ideas. And and when you listen to your 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 number one stakeholder, your your customers, your you know your employees, uh, they'll tell you exactly what works, what doesn't work, and if you're careful to listen, then you know you can turn a corner a lot faster than than if you just you know have this preconceived idea of what right looks like, or you you know you have one of those alternative thought processes about what what it should be, and that's that's. It's more entrepreneur than healthcare, but at the end of the day, that's that's what we're seeing now, large scale. So yeah, and people are starting to recognize, hey, they everybody needs something different. I have to ask, right? You know, for me, it's being able to wake my kid up every morning before I leave for the office, right? That I work from home for you know hour and a half or so before I head in the office, but I get to see my kid wake up, and that's, and that's you can't you can't replace you can't you can't pay money for that. No, you 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 can't, and it's having employers and organizations recognize maybe they just need an extra five minutes before coming in. So I can't be so rigid on show up at seven o'clock, show up at eight o'clock. It's like, Oh, stuff happens. Your kid had a blowout or something happened. You have to clean up the bed. You got to deal with something, you know, or you woke up and your dog was barking at three 30 in the morning. 30 in you know, the it's morning stuff, for no reason. stuff happens <laughs> or you set six alarms, but you were working late last night. And so you slept through all of them. So you show up late, you know, or your car didn't start. There's we, and we, you see it in traffic every oh, single God. day. You think your situation is the most important situation, which is understandable. You only see your life through your lens. However, never hurts to take a step back. And so, maybe think about what that person next to you is going through. Why did that person cut you off in traffic? You have no idea. They could be going to see somebody that's about to pass away. They may have to use the bathroom. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or you never know. You don't know what's happening in their life. 
Well, so so speaking of the traffic, the traffic out here is super fantastic, and I, I really think they're doing a great job with the traffic, and they should really keep it up. But that was one of the things that helped us turn the corner back in 2015 with with virtual uh, healthcare. So you have a guy that works at a plant in Geismer. At the time, we were off of O'Neill, so that we're at the, the the easternmost part of the of the parish. Well, it took an hour to get from from Prairieville Geismer to the office and then you got to have your meeting and you got to get back. It was kicking people in the teeth. And so what we decided to do was to embrace technology. That's that pool strategy. Mm -hmm. And and so that let man, we, we started doing telehealth back in 2015. Uh, we were instrumental working with the Louisiana board of medical examiners and so forth to kind of shape what that looks like for our space. Cause you know, we don't really physically touch our patients and so forth, but, um, <clears throat> Man, when the pandemic hit, we just flipped a switch. I mean, we we had what eighty percent of the folks that that had, that had tried it and uh, were using it and so forth. And it, man, the 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 no show rates, the compliance, the outcomes, all of that went better, uh, became better because of the technology. And now you're starting to see that you know we're shifting again, and and it's it's interesting. Um, to see some of the shifts in health in healthcare and then the resistance towards it because it's new when we just went through two years of, of, you know, we had to. So it's interesting to see what's happening right now, but yeah, man, the traffic out here helped our business. <laughs> it, it did. You know, and people recognizing that they have to, they have to come to terms with the advancement of technology in ways they didn't think they would. Correct. So acknowledging that you have to figure out some type of work from home policy, whether it's a, a broad policy you apply to everybody or it's a case by case basis. You have to have something because there are times when people really need to be elsewhere or their schedule is more conducive to a late night workflow or an early morning workflow. And outside of face-to-face -face meetings and actually interacting with people, you have the opportunity to do that. You know, if I'm up working at 5 o'clock in the morning, that doesn't mean everybody's got to be up working at no. 5 o'clock in the morning. No, correct. Well, one of the one of the things, you know, in healthcare, well, particularly my space, <clears throat> it is, it's um, heavily dominated by by uh ladies and and so they have you know they have children they have other you know they have other hats that they wear and so when you can be flexible with what um they're needing man the engagement goes up the buy-in you know is there and, and you know i'm happy to see that you know some folks are coming around to it by and large but you know, it's not the end all be all. I mean, you obviously have to have policies and so forth to, to, to address that. But, you know, when you when you're open to have the dialogue and, and, and I think what we're getting at is showing value to your team. When and it, you know, if, if I appreciate you, if I feel appreciated, then then I'm going to go the extra mile and the productivity generally um, increases. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what's happening in healthcare. I'm I'm excited to see what's happening here. In, in Louisiana, um, you know, we've been very innovative <clears throat> on a lot of things uh, related to telehealth and, 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 and mental health care. 
Uh, and, and we don't hear that a lot coming out of Louisiana. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, when you start seeing the the partnerships with, with, with organizations and, and, and healthcare providers, when you start seeing, you know, the, the legislative body, you know, getting out of the way or, or at least, you know, greasing the wheels, so to speak, so that we can make things happen to, you know, that those are, those are exciting. You know, you, you, you have your, you have your people that push the envelope and you got to, you know, you police them up, get them out the room. But, but at the, for the most part, man, Louisiana is doing some really amazing things in this space. And, and uh, a lot of things that we're doing here as we go into these other communities, they're looking at us like, you can do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we've been doing it. And we, we have the data to show it. And that's, yeah. that's, that's what's, um, what's amazing. So, so looking back 10 years ago, when you were first getting this started, how have you seen the landscape of your industry specifically change? The biggest thing is, um, man, the attrition of psychiatrists. So, so right now, smart people aren't going into medicine and everybody wants to be Elon Musk and, and, uh, you know, start Facebook and so forth. And so smart people are moving in more into tech. And so medical, the, the medical community as a whole, you know, with, with physicians, that's that's not there. And but that's introduced a lot of the the not, you know, the non-physician providers, the nurse practitioners that's growing. Uh, you have uh, medical psychologists. And so, you know, you have other people, you know, you have these partnerships that the insurance companies are, are, are you know, encouraging where you have internal medicine guys you know, at least doing screener level services w- with behavioral health. And and so that's been the biggest shift. And, and you see that because of the importance of mental health. So so there's a sevenfold increase in healthcare costs when just depression isn't managed. So so let that sink in. So when somebody is depressed, they don't work out. They don't you know, they don't watch their belly and and all the stuff we were joking about before we got started here. You know, they're in, they're in, their their health is is um, less than ideal. But when right. you when you tackle just depression, man, you know they don't stay in the hospital as longer. You know the other comorbidities seems to to, to decline, and so there's a there's a hyper focus on those things. And so we are getting the attention that we deserve. You know, you have other players in the space. You have the support of industry. So, you know, we really have an opportunity now to tackle some of the things, you know, that are that are happening organically. I mean, there are some stressors that that come from society and so forth and how we, you know, we, you know, I drink two nitro cold brews every day, you know, before 10 o'clock. It's just I like it and I like how it makes me feel. So, you know, you'd be hard pressed to take that away from me, man. But but, you know, other than those types of things, you know. The, the biggest the biggest change over the last decade, man, has been that, you know, there's more attention to this uh, is less um, pharma driven. And, and that's, you know, the medicine has a place. Uh, it's a complement to, to therapy. It's, it's a it's a total approach versus, you know, just either or. But that's what you see, man. You see you see, you know, the, the green light, the, the, the light bulb. So for going off, you know, in, in, in the right people's heads. So, and you 
there, there became this kind of recognition and this not necessarily mainstream spread, but there is this spread going across within social about talking to folks, yeah. about sitting down with somebody and just having conversations. You know, we've kind of gotten away from that as what they say, keyboard warriors, right? Where they, <laughs> we, we type everything, we post right. everything. There's one-sided conversations. There's not a lot of back and forth anymore that is superfluous in the sense of not necessary for your job to get done, but one as could a one, as a whole. You know, there's not a lot of conversation between even you know spouses has dropped off where you're at home you're sitting on your phones right next to each other playing on them or doing something whether it's scrolling through social or you're watching a tv show the conversations because of devices and technology has (laughs) dropped you know and it's i'm sure that has to have an impact yeah it it does man it 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 man so when when segmentation first came out and, and and we understood you know that that pull strategy where I can tailor make something for Lawrence or I can tailor make something for you, the the industry went out there. They really, I mean, they went out there strong. And, and that social media man, you don't have advertisement, so you almost get you know you get a hundred percent advertisement. And so yeah, it it, it is impacting. Um, it is a challenge. It does, you know, erode some of the fabric of society. You know, we had gone to the grocery store and the young lady was there and it was a young man there bagging and they checked us out, never never looked at us, never never spoke. And one of my first jobs was at Albertsons and, and you know, you, you had to be nice because that's how you're going to get tips, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I am one that believes that that's going to um, get better. I, I, I think, you know, um, we have a rule in our house, uh, at least my wife and I, we'll, we'll try to put down the device an hour before you go to bed and, and you know, notice the other person and have a conversation. It takes work, though. It, it does. It does, it, man. And, you know, looking back a – you know, even five years ago, a decade ago, that thought would never have come across somebody's head. Nope. The thought of having to consciously and intentionally <laughs> not look at a screen was almost, you know, unfathomable. Where it was like, what do you mean there's right. going to be this 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 computer stronger than what, you know, we've been used to for the last hundred years right. in my pocket in my pocket that I have to intentionally not look at it. Like why, what, what, what's really going to come from this? And I think in part COVID showed you, you either loved your partner or you hated them. <laughs> and, and you bought a bunch of bikes that you got to get rid of now. Right. It, 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 it showed you that the person you were with, was either a hundred percent right for you, and you recognized that, and it, you became so much appreciative of that fact. <laughs> I was blessed and fortunate to be in that group where I was right. like, "I love working at home with my wife. This is fantastic." But there were others that were like, I'm out. "You know, being away from you for ten hours a day was a good thing." <laughs> you know what's funny though, man? So right now, um, you know, 
it was a big thing. How many TVs are in the home? Man, right now, um, a TV doesn't matter when you got this in your that, pocket. That's the man. My my kids, they that. What's funny is they'll have these parties, and then you know you you want to get them at the pool. You want to you know get them all talking, and they'll all be on their phones. And I'm like, man, you know, I think that's that's interesting, but you know, um, didn't see that one coming though, man. Uh, that that's you know we in the evening times the TV isn't on, which is a good thing. But then everybody's on their device. Yeah, and, and it's it's become this outlet that for most people it, it has a a de stress and an unwind component to it. It's almost addictive. It, no, it's it, not almost. Well, it is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's there's no almost. It it a hundred percent is. And now, when you look at all these, there I'm starting to see some some apps or something come out and get advertisements for it, where they're pushing you to take that that weekly that act that activity mm-hmm. monitor and shows you how much you're on your phone. My goal is five percent. And and they're they're saying that. This app's going to help you decrease that or whatnot. So it's now it's like people have almost recognized that it's a that's a problem, and now they're starting to use the devices to help you get off of the devices. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. But it's, I mean, one of the things I saw was it locks the app. It's like oh, from the hours so I, of eight to five, it's locked. You cannot open Twitter. You cannot open Instagram. So so I I play chess every day. Uh, chess.com, greatest app in the world. Um, What's your rating? Um, right now I'm at like fourteen. It depends. I played three minute games. Fourteen hundred. Okay. Yeah, I played three minute games. Okay. So, I, until I play a real person, we'll see. Because, but my attention span isn't the the greatest. And <laughs> you know, I'll check out on you if you take too long to move. I'm out. I'm gonna start fishing or something. But um, what was interesting? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Huh? Go figure. What were we talking about? Social media and how it can be addictive. Then there's people creating apps to get so away we have, from it. Yeah. So. We have these limitations on on the app. Um, I don't know that they're, you know, we tried that. You know, only play one hour of games a day. and But you have the option of, you know, you're in the middle of a game. You can go 15 more minutes, an hour uh, for the rest of the day and so forth. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it was one of those things where you really, um, it is addictive. But I don't think this is a problem that people want to kick. No, it's <clears throat> they they almost want to figure out how to make it good and how to be like, oh, I've been on my phone for eight hours a day, you know, like. <laughs> well, so 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 here's the thing, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, I have my outlook. I have all the things that I need on the app. And, and I, you know, I made a statement once. I'd almost rather you steal my my wallet than to steal my phone because that connects everything about my life. You know, I read my devotionals on it. Um, I schedule my appointments, you know, you communicate your emails, all of that and your games and and so forth. It it literally, you know, it's like a personal assistant. I I would much rather you take my wallet because I can just make a phone call and cancel all that stuff. I don't carry cash anymore. So, you know, a hundred percent. I over the weekend dropped my phone into a lake, and <laughs> I was like, that, "I'm sorry." I'm like, what am I gonna be? How am I gonna function? You know, like, how am I gonna get home? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was not that. I know where I was at. I know I get home without a without a without a cell phone. But it was like, you're you're right on. 
I, I've run the show for the last four years off my phone. Mm-hmm. Like computer in the mornings to maybe do some editing or do some other more serious type of work, but like from a posting standpoint, from a yeah, interacting emails, yep. everything's done from my phone. And so, you know, my initial thought was like, oh, snap. Um, I, how am I going to function? Now, luckily, I, I can attest uh, the iPhone 13 is waterproof for at least three feet and for five minutes. Come on. So it works just fine. I didn't have, and, to, I didn't have to do it, put it in rice like people used to do in the old days. Know. You know, nothing. I, I took it out. It was still drenched in water, and I tapped the screen, and it lit up. And I was like, perfect. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Let me tell you my iPhone destruction story. It broke my heart. Uh, we were going to church, and I was getting everybody ready. Come on, we got to go. Ex-military, you know, move, move, move. Right, right, right. I put my phone on the hood of the truck. And Because I needed to go in and get my, because my son, my wife wanted my son to wear a tie. He doesn't see the point and blah, blah, blah. So I get everybody in the car. We pull out of the driveway at the red light. I get on the interstate and I'm 40, 50 miles an hour. I see something and I remember it was my phone. So I pull over. I'm like Will Smith running. Chunkier, but I'm like Will Smith yeah, yeah. running down. No, it's that. real. Oh, and it's real. You're oh, Will man. Smith running for sure. Dude, this 18 wheel is seeing this. It, it's like he saw my phone, he changed the lanes <laughs> intentionally. Hit it all, all 18 <laughs> wheels hit my, hit my phone. It's just it's over the flipping and everything. And I'm, I'm like, no, we take it to the iPhone store and somebody, um, the Apple store, and uh, somebody texted me and it's it still worked. I mean, it was completely shattered. They're like, how did you do that? Like, long story. But it's still, I mean, I couldn't open it or nothing, but it was still receiving text messages. But I remember that. My kids think it's funny. Uh, I'm, like, in a suit and everything, running down the interstate, and this dude, <laughs> So, yeah. We've, so so we, we've created this dependency on this device for thing. Sure. And it's created, for some, it can be an unwinding factor. It can be an element of relief and a, a way to de-stress from the day. I get it. I'm not knocking it for that component but from a human to human connection standpoint and when you look at mental health and you look at that factor specifically it can do more harm than good because you almost lose how to have a conversation with somebody without bringing up did you see this on instagram the other day? did you see this on this platform did you see and then you start sending i'm, I'm guilty of it you know mm-hmm. you, you start sending it to folks and it's like Oh, you gotta check out this video. You gotta look at this. You gotta look at but that. That, and that personal interaction is limited. Right. And, that that so personal interaction is limited. It's cut and it's getting to the point where if it doesn't happen within this realm, you know, and Apple just released their new headset, right? And to me that like terrifies me. Because mm-hmm. now they're giving you a way to literally Tone be out. plugged in hundred percent of the time and somehow figure out how to function your day. Well, I'm 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 gonna go a little contrary to that. What what I've seen. So, obviously, you know, you had people working at home during the pandemic, and 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 I was one of these folks that you know I I didn't necessarily work home work from home. But what we're seeing now is we'll have meetings, and and I want all my leaders there. Uh, I am very old school in that respect. I want to see your body language. You know, we have to hash out issues, right? And and so we'll have these meetings and everybody's in the conference room and then you'll hear these type of comments. Man, I miss being at work. I miss being able to go and have, you know, lunch conversations or, 
you know, the little things that we would do before the day gets started and so forth. So, you know, I, I don't know that it's the the is right to just completely legislate that. But I do know that uh, we never placed those demands on people. But what we did see is that, you know, you started seeing people operating more of a hybrid environment where if they were home three days a week, you know, or they were in the office three days a week, they were home twice, you know, so you start seeing that flexibility happen. And, 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 you know, that's pretty interesting. Um, what, what I do find, um, and I don't know if you've heard this, but that burnout factor, you know, is there a technology burnout? And, and I do believe, um, we experienced that with the last hurricane because cell phones were down for a while, like, unless you had home generators or whatnot electricity was out and so you had to talk so you're kind of back into that that pandemic environment and i think that's healthy man you know um um we're 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 pre-wired to interact with people this it's a part of our development it's a part of what helps shape our identities uh part of what you know helps us us grow and, and so I don't know that we'll, you know, we'll get so far removed and, 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 and plug into the matrix and, and, you know, red pill, blue pill. I, <laughs> I, I don't know that we're going to get there. I mean, we may be there. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Are we in it right now? I don't know, man. Is Lawrence Fishbone right? <laughs> Neo. But, you know, I, water seeks its own level. You know, what we need, we're going to get. If we're hungry, we're going to look for something to eat. And a lot of where... I think the the more collaboration happens with with all the folks we've discussed, you know, there are needs out there. You know, we're we're um, the app can facilitate so many things, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't take away or it doesn't compare to the hugs for family members and the and the handshakes and it just you know when you when you drop the ball or when you do something well, somebody puts their arms around you. You know, it doesn't it doesn't you know, technology can't do that. And right. so I'm, I'm one that believes that water seeks its own level. And, and when you start looking at that, the more we are informed that that, you know, most folks will make uh, well-informed decisions and, and, and try to get themselves the best opportunity to 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 um, land on their feet, so to speak. That's that's that, and I, might, I may be naive, but that's just generally what I see. Yeah, and, and you know, you're, I think you're 100% right that people are going to find their own sense of balance. Right. And they're going to find their own sense of comfort. And at the end of the day, there is no trade-off for a human-to-human interaction. It's not. You know, it, there's there, there's nothing like it. You can't replicate it. It is truly incredible to see how our brains are different when we're face-to-face with somebody, when we're yeah. standing next to somebody, when we physically interact with them as opposed to interacting with a screen. Correct. You know, it's, it's, it's just so different. I don't think they're going away. <clears throat> I think that technology is going to improve and then, you know, oh, yeah. you start and thinking it, about AI and all of it'll that. It'll be but, great wonders. You know, it'll be like um, those films where people are, are in a boardroom, but they're not really all there, but you're able to have more productivity within the workplace. Right. You're able to interact with people on a different level. It, it's going to improve and it's going to do great things. But I just don't see it, you know, getting to the point where it's replacing no. sitting face to face and physically interacting with another human. Not not a, not a, not at a hundred percent. So, yeah. you know, I think, man, you know, if, if you if you look at where we are uh, in healthcare, where we are 
uh, in mental health care, um, corporately, clinically, you know, uh, people are more well-informed. Um, I think you have a lot of people that, that are doing it right. And, and, you know, we're in a capitalistic society, you know, the things that are, um, the demand is there and I, and I see innovation taking over because the demand is there. Um, and that's, that's no different from human interaction, from, from, I want to, I want to, I want to be better as an individual. I want to perform better at work. I want to, you know, be a better spouse. You know, those, those things are there. And I, I believe the trends that we're ha- you know, that are happening right now are, are conducive and such that, that we will be able to mm-hmm. do those things. We're doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's exciting. And that, that gives me hope. That's, um, but I'm an opt. I mean, and I am very optimistic. But that's that's something that's very tangible and real. So right, yeah. So for folks that are interested in what y'all do, what's the easiest way for them to get involved and get in touch? Um, the easiest way would be to go to the website mypsychnetwork.com. Um, <laughs> you know, we're we're connected to all the major. You know, the LinkedIn's the. The, the Twitters, the Facebook, the Instagrams, and so forth. Um, we have, you know, all the videos, the YouTubes. I mean, YouTube's huge. We have a, a host of videos that that where we engage with people, and that's neat. Um, that's the that would say that's the best thing because we do heavily embrace and we, we fish where the fish are. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's and that's right now where everybody is. Um, you know, we're we've even changed the the way we communicate with folks because, you know. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, you know, we had to do a lot of articles and content. Now we're doing a lot of videos uh, to engage people, meeting them where they are. And that's, you know, that's neat. So the best place is the website. Um, and and um, on every page, uh, we have a way to connect with us and so forth. Perfect. And we're going to be able to share and link up yeah. everything on that within the show notes and whatnot. So before we get out of here, though, we do have four questions we like Uh-oh. to ask every guest. All right. They're very <laughs> challenging, robust questions. All right, shoot. So, first one. Okay. What is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? <sighs> something I did as a kid. <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow. Was... You thought I was lying, man. Yeah, man, that's a good one. <laughs> you thought I was lying. You know what? Um, I wish I had time to 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 pick blackberries so we owned a lot of land i'm a country boy uh this time of year may june you know blackberries are budding and that was you know we would go and pick blackberries and that was the time that i had you know i spent with my grandfather my my sisters and so forth and we would uh you know it was just cool man just to to disconnect you know have that that family time i I don't you know that's that's few and far between now yeah and oh i love some good blackberries. Dude, we, we blackberry would do the same cobbler thing. is, oh man. See, and we never got so far as creative to make any dishes with them because they wouldn't last that long. Yeah, that's true too. We we would bring them back, throw them in a colander, rinse them out, and then we, we just start popping them. And the big ones too, man, where they just the juices. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. That, that that's a good one. That's <laughs> yeah. a good one. That's that's a fun memory for when I was a little kid. So you have graciously fought to defend our country. Thank you for that. 
and you have done so many things within the corporate space and within the entrepreneurial space. You've got to have some lessons along the way. So what are three lessons that you've kind of gathered? It can be amongst your careers in one specific section, just three lessons you've learned along the way. Um, your gifts make room for you. You know, the good book says that your gifts make room for you. And, and that means that you, you bring something to the table that is uniquely different from someone else's perspective and it's needed. Um, the, the second thing that is kind of in that space is just, um, understand is it fact or is it fiction? So a lot of times we tell ourselves these stories, you know, you play sports and so forth. You, you, you kick your own butt before, you know, the first punch is thrown. And, and so learning to decipher, is it fact or is it, is it, is it fiction? Is it, is it made up in my mind? And, and, um, the third thing is that kind of my mantra, man, just, you know, you want to leave it all on the table, you know, do what you love. And, and, you know, for me, that's been centered around, um, I'm a builder, right? I, I like investment properties. I like, you know, taking something disheveled and making it better. It was what drew me to entrepreneurship. And so what, what I think is one of the most, uh, the best attributes to success is to do what you love because if your gift make room for you, you know, and, and you have these other things, if you do what you love, man, then it shows if you, if you work and you smile, like, I don't feel like I go to work. I get to go and do what I do every day. Like I look forward to it. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of the best things that I think you can have as a, as a, as an individual, something that supersedes you. And, and, but if you're doing what you love, man, golly, that's, that's one of the best things in the world. Oh yeah. It's you do what you love and you never quote unquote work a day in your life. That's it. So what is something you love about Baton Rouge? The people, you know, we, um, I've, I've lived in all parts of the country, you know, Louisiana is family oriented, you know, people ride the South because we're, you know, we talk different and so forth, but Man, I, I got to tell you, um, true story. I can tell you the date it happened. Mar uh, May May 30th, um, I had a blowout. I was driving on Old Hammond <clears throat> Road, pouring down rain. Um, this guy stopped. This guy stopped. I mean, pouring down rain. Uh, I had broken the little deal to get the tire down, and we figured out a way to do it in the pouring down rain. You know, you don't see that in other parts of the country. You know, we're, we're, yes, we're busy people. Yes, we, you know, have all the, the ails of society just like everyone else. But, you know, if you see somebody getting kicked in the teeth, we generally stop and help, man. And that's, to me, that, that, that's, that keeps this place home. Cause yeah. you, you can't, you can't, you can't buy that. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It is a unique place with a unique set of people that are more likely than not willing to help you in a time of need. Correct. Yeah. So, for the final question, what okay. is something I can do to help you? Wow. Um, man, just having this opportunity to, to talk about, you know, mental health and giving people the opportunity to, you know, live life on their own terms is, is, has been wonderful. Um, the, the thing I would say is just encourage your audience that, you know, they're not alone. If they're dealing with something that, that's, that's 
kicking them in the teeth and they're, they're, they're in this perpetual fight, you know, reach out for help. And, and, and the thing is, if, if they come to us and we can't help them, we do connect them with folks that can help them. But it's don't live life. You know, don't don't get beat up with circumstances. Reach out to help. I mean, we're in the place. You yeah. know, we're in the family environment to go and make sure that, you know, we we watch out for one another. So just as you as you come across people, man, and, and you, you find folks that are, you know, um, having a rough go at it, you know, just point them our way. We, we we help take care of people. That's, you know, we exist to remove the barriers to mental illness, man. And that's that's uh, whether it's substance abuse, you just you know, you're hearing voices or you just really, you know, life has been counter spicy for a little while. You know, that's what we're here for. So I mean, I'd I'd, I'd appreciate it. And, and again, we, we take care of folks, whether we treat whether we treat them or whatnot. We try to get folks the help that they need. No, you uh, you got it. I will definitely do what I can <laughs> to make that happen. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Brother, man. Thank you. I appreciate your time, oh, and I appreciate sure. the energy and the conversation you brought today. It's very much. We got to get on a fishing trip, man. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. We need to. Well, you you got your, your next couple months are gonna be a little jam packed. Yeah, so. I got I got I got a few months, uh, <laughs> and then my life will change. Yeah. For the better. We'll throw your life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, man, for coming on. I appreciate it today. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. This is amazing. Yeah, it's 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 a whole new world, you know. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So and thank you everybody else for listening or watching whatever platform you're consuming this on. You know, as Lawrence and I were saying throughout this entire episode, you're you're not alone with whatever you're going through. If there really is something that you've maybe been afraid to talk to people in your network, you've been afraid to tell your family, and Sometimes it's better to have a third-party person that has no ties or anything to whatever your situation is, and they'll listen to you. They'll listen to whatever you have to say. They'll help you work through whatever issues you have. Lawrence's company's got a great field for that. And again, like he said, if he can't help you, they'll find somebody who can. And it's not about going to Lawrence. It's about taking care of yourself first and foremost, whether that's him or somebody else. Just just do it, y'all. There is such a shortness of life that we have why not live the best one that you can on your own terms and in the best way possible? So do what you can. Take care of yourself. Look, reach out to the show. We'll we'll connect you. If there's something you need to talk about, we'll find the right people in the community. If you're not in the community, Lawrence is virtual. You know, I'll direct you to him first. And if not, we'll see what we can do. But don't, you're not alone. You're not by yourself going through whatever you're going through. Reach out, talk to somebody, and just seek some help. And it's okay to do so. And, you know, Thank you all for helping me. This is my way to unwind. This show, it's something that I do personally and selfishly to sit down and talk to people. It helps me unwind, helps me de-stress, regardless of how much work goes into it. (laughs) I enjoy it. So make sure you find something that does the same for you. Thank you all, and have a good evening or a good day, whatever time you're listening to us. And also, thank you so very much for the amazing folks and partners that bring you this show each and every week. Hear a little bit more about each of them right now. Welcome to the brand new Falaya mobile app. We took all the same tech that's helped hundreds of people sell their homes themselves and packed it into an easy-to-use app for your phone. When you download the Falaya mobile app on either the Apple or Android app store, you'll immediately be able to see the power of this game-changing tool. From the seller's dashboard, you can navigate to all the information that you need. We intentionally separated everything into key groups, such as tasks to be completed, buyer leads for your listing, and contact information for everyone involved through closing. When you get an offer on your property, 
you can simply review and respond all within the app. No matter where you are in the world, you'll be able to monitor everything that's going on with your property from listed to sold. It's truly the power of Falaya in the palm of your hand. Download the app and see for yourself. Falaya, it's real estate reimagined. Thank you so very much to Building 5 for the, becoming the latest sponsor of the Patty G Show. We are going to be filming once a month at Building 5. We're going to post about it on our social so you can come and visit with us. Building 5 is an excellent food establishment if you're into sharing boards and really getting a creative menu. Misty and Brumby have done an excellent job of creating an environment that's warm, welcoming, and inviting for every single occasion. Go on over to Building 5 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and tell them that the Patty G Show sent you. Imagine taxiing on a plane looking toward the end of the runway. It seems so far away, it's even hard to see it. And that's what the concept of retirement probably felt like when you were in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, way far in the distance, not visible or even a concern. But as you turn 50, something happens. Retirement suddenly seems like something real, something not too far away. In your 50s, you are rolling down the runway. Retirement is getting closer and closer, faster and faster, weeks and months zipping by. But are you even ready for a successful takeoff to retirement? Fear not, there's still runway left, but the time is now. Time to make progress and time to get a plan. The Runway Decade will help you get organized, get energized, and give you the direction you need to take off to your desired retirement. The Runway Decade building a pre-retirement flight plan in your 50s. Thank you to Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge for making this show possible. Nick Pentis is a past guest. We love having him on. Listening to him talk about the culture they have over at Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge is really an incredible thing to hear. How they treat not only their employees, but every customer that walks through the door. You are more than just a number to them. They're going to give you that white glove concierge service every step of the way. They're going to make you feel like family and take what can be a stressful time in people's life. Shopping for a car, they're going to make it so enjoyable and so pleasurable. You're going to want to go back there time and time again for every new vehicle. Thank you so very much for Mercedes-Benz of making this show possible. Thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Lake Men's Health Center with our Lady of the Lake Physicians Group. Guys, I know it's tough to get out and go to the doctor. I know it's challenging to find time in our busy days, but I promise you signing up to be a part of this group with Dr. Curtis Chastain and Dr. Tyler Boudreaux, you won't regret it for several reasons, but most of those being the fact of the time it saves, where you're able to get in on the same day, get that appointment done, and spend that time you need to talk with them about what your health goals and concerns are, as well as ensuring that the financial investments you have, you will be able to live out and see those come to fruition. So if you're an investing guy, you know all about and planning for the future and investing in the future. There's no no other more important thing to invest in than your health. Make sure you go check them out. Our Lady of the Lake Physicians Group Men's Health Center and tell them Patty G sent you. McClavey's Limited, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show, has been serving the Baton Rouge area proudly for 40 plus years. Gentlemen and ladies, if you're shopping for your man, there is no other place in the Baton Rouge area to get your clothing, whether it's game day needs, everyday needs, business attire, 
formal attire, whatever you want, go over there, see Frank and Ashley. It's a father-daughter duo. They do incredible things in their store. They will outfit you from as simply a shirt that you need for one evening or all the way to a full wardrobe overhaul. They're going to take care of you every step of the way, and be sure and let them know that Patty G Show sent you. Simple.